This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Podcast, a podcast where we delve into those frustrating moments with some well-known people. I am Jim Daly, Esquire. Don't know why I said that. That's weird because that's not even true. And this is Doctor Charles Bailey. Doctor. I'm just making up titles now. Uh, well, I wonder what Doctor I'd be of. Doctor of love. <laughs> Sorry, no. I don't. <laughs> no. Uh, um, it's been a long <clears> day. Mm. What would you be? A, what would you be? Literature, a doctor of? maybe. Doctor of literature. literature. That sounds I really like that. good, doesn't it? it does sound, that sounds really quite yeah. important. Yeah, actually, yeah, there probably is such a thing. I yeah. should think, but yeah, I'm not that. No, I'm just a Mister. You're a, you're a Mister of literature. Yeah, Mister of literature. Yeah, Mister Midget, Mister. And how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really. I'm excited about today's pod. Actually, I am too. Because it's uh, it's Warren Dudley. Yeah. Uh, who's again comes from down near your your neck of the woods. Yeah, he is my neck of the woods. Yeah. Filmmaker. Filmmaker, so yeah, director, writer, sc- yeah, screenwriter, um, and yeah, an all-round nice bloke. Really nice guy, yeah. even if he is a Brighton and Hove Albion yeah. fan. So we should <laughs> say from the outset, um, as we've probably talked about on this podcast many times, that Jim and I first met through our affiliation with Crystal Palace because we're both Crystal yeah. Palace fans. And yeah, I often meet Warren at the school gates because we, uh, we pick up from the same school. Our children in the same year and we often talk football yeah but obviously as everybody knows Brighton and Palace not the best friends. no but Warren was a good guy Warren was for a Brighton fan <laughs> it was absolutely lovely and um, he delves into to all of his work and, and his projects yeah. and stuff and it's yeah, a really and, good pod yeah it's a great pod and yeah we we learn about the way he structures his screenplays and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which is really interesting. Some good takeaways yeah, in this, very good in this takeaways. pod. Yeah. So let's get into it. This is Warren Dudley on The Blank Podcast. <laughs> Warren Dudley, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm very well, thanks. How are you guys? 
Yeah, good. We're very well. Good, yeah. yeah, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. day down here, beautiful actually. Beautiful Sussex. Yeah. It is. We are. We're in Sussex today. We are, yeah. It's always sunny in yeah. Sussex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish it was. Um, I, yeah, I come from London where it wasn't so sunny, and I'm wearing black jeans, yeah. which oh, was yeah. a perfect, terrible perfect idea. Perfect for our, we're going to go down the beach later, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I turned up to you, and you were in your nice shorts. I was like, oh, I've made such a terrible decision today. Um, yeah, anyway, w- thank you very much for coming on, no on the podcast. Uh, you're a busy man. You've got lots of things going on. Um, and we want to talk on this pod. This pod is about getting into those moments where things maybe aren't quite going creatively. And we want to learn how you get through that. We're two men who are creative as well, me and Giles. We are, yeah. And sometimes things don't always flow, do they? Oh, very rarely they <laughs> flow, um, <laughs> from my experience. But yeah, I mean, I want to touch on on the Bromley Boys a little bit, actually, yep. if we could talk about that a little bit, because obviously that's your uh, probably most recent project. Oh, yeah, and biggest, yeah, yeah. And biggest, and biggest project, thing, yeah. yeah. How did that come about? Uh, I made a mock documentary football show called Come On You Chickens uh, about, <laughs> about 10, 12 years ago, and I cast a guy called TJ Herbert as one of the players and a uh, fellow Palace fan. And I'm surrounded, by, I'm surrounded by him. And, uh, it's an ambush. <laughs> make a caveat that Jim and I are Crystal Palace supporters yeah. and uh, Warren isn't. No, he's, he's a bright <laughs> He's a supporter yeah. of our biggest fans. Um, Indeed. Yeah. So basically, TJ uh, had seen this book in Watston's called The Bromley Boys. He's a Bromley lad. And uh, he phoned the, the publishers and optioned it for a you know, tiny amount for six months. That was seven years ago. Wow, so wow. then we got together probably six years ago in a pub in Brighton and just chatted about, because I'd got this connection with him through the football comedy, and he said, look, do you want to have a look at it? So I read the book, loved it, and uh, yeah, kind of started working on a screenplay, which was written yeah, five, six years ago, and we've been plodding at it ever since. Yeah. So, uh, and now it's yeah, finally done and out. So it's exciting, really exciting. Is that a lot? Is that a usual process time for that? It kind is of for thing? British indie about five or six years from the first opening of a word document, start a script. It's about six years wow. usually wow. to make a movie. It's a long time. There's a lot change in that, uh, in that process. Yes, because we had a couple of directors. The director we ended up with was Steve Kelly, brilliant director. We had another director on board initially, and they obviously have their say. They look at the script and they want to make changes here and there. They add bits, take bits away. So that process happened twice. But they're both lovely, and they all for the best. You know, it's hard sometimes. I'm sure you've had with editors, you know, script editors. It's yeah. a hard thing when they well, say, that doesn't work. Yeah. You know? You're like, but it's my thing. It, exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think in writing, probably more... I mean, with comedy, obviously, you can just go... You know, a bit with music, you can just go out and do a gig. Um, you can have that kind of... Yes. Very instant kind of... Uh, yeah, whether it works. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with Feedback. writing, I mean, I know from writing books, you know, it's a very slow process, especially getting published and, and mm. you know, from, from film from filmmaking. That yeah. It, it's... It's a very arduous process, and things change quite a lot on the pro- as you yeah. go through, don't they? Yeah, we had one Steve. I oh, bless him, and he won't he won't thank me for saying this. He uh, sent me some my the first set of notes back on the script, and there's a line in it where Alan Davis narrates this line. He says, uh, "The camera sort of pans on the goalkeeper with a fag in his mouth, and it says, uh, Alan Soper, 140 appearances, four clean sheets.' <laughs> that's that's the line. Right? And the note underneath on the post it said, just from Steve, can this be funny?'" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know then. So that was funny. So uh, I thought, well, okay. <laughs> but so, yeah, so that was a. Uh, but no, it's, it was a. It's a great. It's a great experience. It's interesting because, like, I say, it's your work. Yeah. So when someone's saying that doesn't work, you say, yes, it does. You have a bit of an argument, but the the proof is in the final film. What, what people think, you know. So yeah, uh, and I guess um, again, look, when I'm writing books, um, 
certainly it's a it's a collaborative process you know you work with an editor yes, you work yeah, with the design yeah. team we work with you know the publish, publicity team all that kind of stuff and i guess very much so on a film yeah i mean you've got hundreds of different people yes, working on yeah. it so you know you've all got to be kind of going in the same yeah direction. that's one of the exciting things from my point of view is i'll, I'll write a line for instance the, the chairman is sitting in, a, in his old, an old office with a dusty desk with a couple of rosettes and an old trophy and then you turn up on set there it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's just such an exciting thing the art department yeah, and yeah, yeah. the producer the production team have all put it put it together there it is you think wow that's just from me tapping away on my laptop yeah and now it's appeared it's come to life it, yeah it's really exciting that yeah that's a good part of it what, what was the sort of gestation period for, for Bromley Boys in regards to you know from from obviously picking up the book yep. to, 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 to writing that so we wrote the script in, in about six months I suppose then probably had six months worth of chatting back and forth with uh, directors and producers about it and then it's all about money, raising money. Yeah. The script was then kind of done. I mean, it's had little tweaks here and there since, mm. but it was sort of done. That was, you know, years ago. Then it's about, you know, again, always the way with British indie film is you know, there'll be money, then that money will go. That, there'll be more money, that money will disappear. Then, you know, so it's TJ and Dean, the producers. Mm. It's an unbelievable five-year slog to get it made. And I but, guess there's uh, moments along the way where you just think this isn't going to happen. Of course, yeah. yeah. So I always loved having it in the background of my life. That I had this big movie project in the back of background of my life and thought that maybe that's all it'll ever be that, mm. that I had that in the back you know the background and it was fun to have but then of yeah. course suddenly it started to gain a bit of momentum and uh, then you're on set and then you sort of think this is you know it's really happening you yeah. know when you know when things are happening and like you you've written it and it's getting to this stage where it's all happening and then it's done yeah and in the moment where the thing you loved and worked on is happening it sort of passes by quickly sometimes. Do you forget that? Or you look back and think, that didn't quite go how I, I thought it was going to be. I get that with like stuff I'm working on sometimes, gigs or whatever. You're really looking forward to it. And then it happens and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Just, sometimes it doesn't quite go how you think. And you get a bit of a come down, I think, don't you? Yeah. you have that excitement, excitement, and then suddenly yeah. it's done and it's it's a, you know, I was listening to, oh God, who was it? Where's Anderson? film director yeah. saying that he does the stop animation stuff and he said yeah, I can spend yeah. six years on a stop animation production and then what you've got at the end of it is a little piece of plastic a DVD yeah, yeah. you give to someone and they go yeah it's good dad yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he said yeah, that, right. and that's kind <laughs> of what it feels or, like or, yeah. or even okay. worse it, that wasn't that great well, that, and that, <laughs> yeah. again a huge part of, of what we do isn't it is that is you know learning to deal with that learning to mm. deal with the fact that you uh, that often people don't like it. Mm, yeah. And you'll spend all that time, and you're so, pr- so proud of the Bromley boys. It's my football love letter. It's so proud of it. Yeah, someone would just go, yeah, it's crap, man. Yeah. I saw that Bromley boys film, rubbish. But how do you, but, do, how do you deal with that? I've learned, you have to, you just have to, it's film. Film, I think, is the worst genre for people just being horrible on the internet. It seems to just attract people just being horrible. You know, it's difficult because it's their opinion. They haven't watched it, loved it, and then gone on the internet and said they hated it. Genuinely, clearly didn't like it. Mm. But uh, I think it's being proud of it yourself, isn't it? I'm sure you feel the same. Yeah. If you're proud of a set or a book, yeah. if yeah. you're proud of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. then it sort of doesn't matter. It gets you a little bit. But yeah. if you well, know it, if you know it's not very good, if you've made a piece of work, you think, do you know what? That's a bit substandard. substandard. And someone says, that's rubbish. You, yeah. But you know. Yeah, that's you harder. Know. Well, yeah. also, you know what blood, sweat and tears have gone into. You know, you're yeah. saying like six, seven years, oh, maybe, yeah. to get, you know, and... Uh, yeah. And then for someone to sort of say, like, you know, yeah. you, you've kind of got to let some of that stuff wash over you a little bit. But um, I guess that comes back to the sort of blank thing with regards to that, that kind of thing. With, with, you know, we 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 tend to, we might get 50 really nice reviews and yeah. then you get that one that <laughs> yeah. really sticks yeah. in. Yeah. The but that's the one as a creative that it shines a light on it. You have to learn. You just have to learn. Because I've, I've, I've done smaller indie sort of horror thriller movies and they really are a... a uh, 
you know, they do attract. The horror community is pretty grim when they don't like mm. something. So you just, initially, the first time I did it, I thought, do you know what, I'm not even sure this is for me, this. I'm too sensitive for this. I can't <laughs> yeah, take this yeah, abuse. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh, but in the end, the abuse has to become, I did, let's see if I can remember it. There was, I did a little horror film called The Cutting Room, a little sort of found footage thing, and an American blogger, who I contacted subsequently and congratulated him on this, said, uh, <laughs> in order to get, what was he said? So in order to get the full, the full experience of The Cutting Room, uh, find a torch, wander around your house in the dark for 20 minutes looking for the DVD player, and when you find it, hit stop. <laughs> oh, wow. And that, I, said, what, I, I, yeah. I sent him a message, said, mate, Sorry you didn't like it, but yeah. that is really funny. Yeah, that's that's funny. Funny. I love a joke, so uh, yeah, I'm a happy to take line. that. It's a great line. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he said, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I said, no, don't be sorry. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You didn't like it. It's absolutely no but problem. But do you think people that, and I think it's true of reviews, it's true of people on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram to a lesser extent, they don't, when they're badly reviewing something or saying they hate it or you or whatever, mm. and I get a lot of that on social media. Thanks, guys. Um, they don't think you're a person sometimes do you know what I mean they yeah. you email back to the guy going I'm really sorry oh, but yeah. he maybe hadn't thought about actually no, they you're see a the person product, don't they? they they see the product yeah. they don't see the, the creative process behind yeah. the product and I think yeah. they think that anyone in the creative industry is a millionaire and yeah. living in a big house and well they <laughs> yeah. do I think yeah. so yeah. we'll bring them down yeah. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just someone putting the washing out picking up my daughter from school exactly. and yeah. Yeah. doing that hoovering doing that stuff during the day that's exactly. what I do really Yeah, with writing in between and you know I think when they find out you're actually a person yeah then I think it, oh, I don't know, does it change their opinion? Who knows? Some people are just horrible. And yeah, that's what yeah. they do. They're just, yeah, yeah. That's, they're fun. I think it comes down to a, a kind of, a, as humans, we love to be noticed. We all do it yeah, by yeah. doing these crazy things yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's how we get noticed. Yeah. So you can e- just as easily get noticed by being really horrible about yeah. a film. Yeah. Because you know the filmmaker's going to read it and you've had your little moment of being noticed. And I think that human nature people just but like to that... have their voice heard we do these crazy five year projects that yeah. get my voice heard yeah. where I could just be yeah. being horrible to you Giles on the internet it'd be much easier <laughs> you need to stop doing that can you stop doing <laughs> that I must admit I'm feeling a bit guilty now <laughs> <laughs> as well. but that's just uh, it's very true online because it, it's often yeah. you know and certainly in politics and stuff a lot of people talk loudly and, yes. and quite often the hurtful hateful voices it's normally a minority but they're, yeah, yeah. they're louder they, they talk are, yeah. louder and people listen to them as well yeah. sometimes yeah, absolutely. which is kind of scary yeah, we go back full circle to football fans right at the yeah. start the same yeah. thing yeah. you know I mean the, the ones who are the loudest and most vociferous are often got the most ridiculous opinions yet absolutely. the other 23,000 in the ground are quite happy to go along watch the yeah. football you know yet yeah. it's the uh, same thing really that's yeah. very true mm. yeah that's very true so tell me about growing up on the south coast well, what do you want to know? Uh, I was born in uh, Brighton, uh, 1973, a long time ago. And yeah, basically always lived around here. I lived in uh, Seaford, New Haven, Brighton for a short time, just around the place really. And ended up back in Seaford where I kind of grew up. And what and, was school like? What was? Uh, yeah, right. I went to uh, Cradle Hill, down the road. Yeah. And uh, we, we literally are, we are know, half a mile from there. Uh, yeah, Tideway School in New Haven. It was all right. I had no no inkling to do what I do now at the time. No, well, that's what I was kind of. I None guess at I was, all. That's what I was directing yeah. you towards. Was that was it, so it was never a th- no writing wasn't the was not comedy was what comedy, comedy we loved. Okay. You know, me and my best mate Matt used to Palace fan. Just <laughs> you're so blighted by it. <laughs> it's, you're uh, surrounded by it. We used to uh, Fry and Laurie used to be on on a Friday night on BBC Two, and we used yeah. to phone each other up and watch it together when we were like oh, fourteen. Amazing, so we, <laughs> amazing. And that, so we loved comedy then. That was my passion, really, football and comedy. And not that you'd know now, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's... Kind of, but no real inkling at school to be a writer. You know, 
just get do as little as I could really and yeah, then uh, yeah, get yeah, away with yeah, it. I was, yeah, I, was <laughs> I know that. Well, yeah. well do you know that, that's the same for me really. I mean, I wasn't uh, particularly drawn towards writing um, mm. through school years. I don't know about with you with comedy. Jim, well, but. I didn't start doing comedy until I was about twenty eight, twenty seven, oh, wow. twenty eight. But looking back, I think actually I was always interested, but didn't know. Mm. Like mm. when I was in secondary school, me and my mates used to do parody songs and go around his mum's house and call them onto old tape deck recorder yeah, things uh, and then yeah and that was I'd have been about 13 or 14 then so looking back I'm like oh I did like I like to muck about I yeah. clearly like to muck about but it wasn't I got well, old you, that I realised the interesting thing now of course if you're doing that now it'd be all over YouTube you, absolutely that, that's the most interesting now is that people like you when you were 13 14 yeah. now got this yeah. massive mm. you know platform to I mean into that I'm now. trying now <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> they yeah. might have hated it you know yeah, so. yeah. but yeah no that's, that's exactly what I'm doing now yeah, but yeah. I yeah I didn't realize I was I wanted to do comedy I think until I was my late twenties but maybe it was always there was was writing ever there for you when you were younger do you look back now and think oh maybe actually we used was... to let's think I mean look we used to I played for New Haven Football Club when me and Matt and my other friends and we used to do <laughs> used to do a match day program every week that was funny little, yeah. little cartoony bits that were jokey when we were like thirteen fourteen so maybe then maybe yeah. that's where it starts to I suppose it's making people laugh isn't it it's try, trying to be yeah. funny. She can yeah. be, you know, ask my wife how she feels about that. She's, <laughs> she's at that point now. She's just on. She's just. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just saying, no, no, again, we were talking about our wives. Both yeah, we were like yeah. that as well. So, yeah. yeah, I was just again going back to me, me sitting in the screening room with the uh, wanting to explain it. I just often say to Kath. Sorry, can I just yeah. let me just repeat that? Yeah, but I <laughs> don't, don't bother. This is gold. No, exactly, it's really funny. Honestly, it's pathetic. What a big head. I, I, I now, when I think of a new joke, I think, do I tell Miranda or not? Because if she doesn't laugh at it, that joke's dead already. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I can't use it again. So maybe, yeah. maybe I don't. Yeah, Kath said uh, uh, about because obviously, she, I, poor woman has to hear about my projects every day, <laughs> and uh, I said that to her that uh, you're my sounding board. Yeah, and she said uh, that is true. It's ironic as well. She said because I'm sounding board. <laughs> Hey, and I thought, I like go that. on. That's a great joke, isn't it? I know. So they played to it. That was a cracker. That's actually, uh, yeah, Dan, that's really good. <laughs> Maybe you should change roles. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, co- the comedy element is interesting yeah. as well because you're the sort of three things when I was sort of looking you up that associate with you is, is comedy, football, and horror. Yeah, those three things are intertwined to me. They are. Not well, they are. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know if you're into football, yeah. you kind of into, have to be into comedy and horror do, because yeah. it's part of it. Oh, the football particularly. I mean, the, just the, I'll be going to, to the football with Paul for 30, 35 years now at the Albion. And we talk about the same things every week, but we never stop laughing. Yeah. We're just laughing all the time at the football. And that yeah. is really, I love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the horror side of it, just come filmmaking-wise, just comes down to budget. You can make horror films for five or 10,000 quid. Yeah. You don't need a star. You just need one little location. You don't need, you know what I mean? Whereas when you get into the realms of rom-coms and big comedies you need budget so the, yeah. the horror thing was kind of forced on me a little bit I enjoy it I enjoy yeah. doing it but it means I can do stuff yeah, yeah. for not much money yeah because yeah, I was going to ask you is that is that was that a genre that you were interested in before you kind enjoy of... it but not yeah, in the same yeah. way that uh, the comedy stuff no it's just mm-hmm. it's kind of I'd love to make a movie and then you sort of think that there's no point trying to make a rom-com with uh, 5,000 quid there's no point no. well you can make a found footage horror movie and yeah. so you so you know that's what. That's literally the reason it pushed me towards it, really. And you can do it without, you know. If you think of your favourite horror films re- recently, they don't have stars in them. No, you don't, no they don't no. have big movie stars. They don't yeah. have Brad Pitt and they just don't have them. They no. don't do horror films, so that kind of means you can just cast from the, the you know, the actors I know and stuff. So yeah, but no, comedy would always be where I'd go, given the option. Because if you were someone that just did horror stuff, mm. 
be great because you wouldn't need much budget. You, you, you'd be able to just get along and do it, wouldn't you? Without yes, exactly. I mean, the thing is, the obviously, there's a mass. The thing is, with filmmaking now, particularly, is that everyone can do it. Same as everything, really. Everyone yeah. can, you know, anyone can publish a book, can't they? You yeah, yeah. But you've got to be good at it. Yeah, yeah it might be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you anyone it, can it, make a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're about well, to yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold fire on that, if I was you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the brave opinion, Charles. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think uh, that, that obviously probably 20 years ago there might have been, uh, what, 10 horror films made in this country mm. uh, a year. Now there's probably 1,000. Just because anyone can, you can rent a really, really amazing bit of camera kit and some sound gear for yeah. 200 quid a week. Yeah. And you're right, you're making a movie. Yeah. And so then it comes down to is it any good? Which yeah. is, you know, that's, Do you think that's a good saying? thing that anyone, because it's the same without YouTube now and stuff, anyone can make anything. Do you think that's positive or do you think in a way it creates more noise sometimes it's a massive discussion isn't it it is yeah because who knows it's really because you know the fact that there's so much is great and the fact that creative people now can create is really yeah. exciting isn't yeah. it because back in the old days you couldn't could you? 25 years ago you just no. you couldn't you'd be sending scripts into the BBC and you'd be trying to do it that way whereas now if you want to do it you can you just hope that change what you're in it for doesn't it if you're in horror films to become rich then it's not worth doing no, in yeah. writing generally yeah. it's not, you're not going to no. become a millionaire doing it unless you're incredibly lucky I think if I can scrape by yeah. doing this just about yeah. then that's a massive success a big yeah. win yeah. Isn't it? I think that's so I true that's for the, all, we were saying that the other day yeah, yeah. any creative I think if you're, yeah. if you're getting by and living off your passion yeah. and what, what you love doing yeah, just you're, you're doing great you're exactly yeah and I think yeah because you're always I don't know if you guys are the same but you're always it's so interesting isn't it because you sort of think the Bromley Boys was always my you know that's looking into the future that's never going to happen because it's happened now now I'm thinking right that's not enough yeah I need what's, yeah. Be- what's better than the Bromley Boys that I can get excited about and that's yeah. ridiculous yeah you no know? but I think that's but a creative it, thing that's always in you yeah, yeah. You I think get, you get that taste don't you yeah. and you always want the next you think the next thing the next one's the big one yeah. this is the one this is the one but what does the one mean I mean the Bromley Boys is at cinemas and it'd be out on yeah. that surely is the one but now I'm you know that's gone but is it impo- I think it's important to give yourself the victories when you're creative because it's yeah, so yeah. easy to pick apart things that you've done that you, yeah. you know are quite good and feel disappointed in them. And then it be- the whole thing becomes a slog. And yeah. I think you need to give yourself the victories when things go well. I find it really hard to say like, oh yeah, that was good, Jim. Or, oh yeah, mm. that was okay. Yeah. I'm always like picking it apart. And sometimes my wife will say, you, you do that was really good. Well, you're doing, you're doing what fine. We were saying about the reviews, isn't it? That you like you get those fifty brilliant reviews and you get yeah. that one bad one, and, it's, you, and that's the one that sticks. On, yeah, that's the one that yeah. sticks, and the one that you focus on, and you yeah. think, oh yeah, no, no, maybe they're right. It's the same thing with stand up. There's a really good cartoon of stand up and uh, comic on stage, and everyone's laughing, and there's one face in the background that's not laughing, and that like, the spotlight's on that face because yeah, yeah. that's the one that you focus on. Because yes. we're yeah. we're all up there trying to, like you said earlier, please everyone. We mm. want, want the attention. We want everyone to be to be happy. It's such a strange thing, to, isn't it? It's <laughs> such a strange thing to need to have in your life. Yeah. The weird thing of film, of course, is that they're such long projects. Mm. So you spend a year on a quick one, yeah. five years on a slow, a long one, and then it's done, and you can't really ever enjoy it. It's the weird part about it because I sit and watch the Bromley yeah. Boys, and you have to do this. I can't ever sit and enjoy it like a member of the public will because I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing yeah, the yeah, line. I'm seeing yeah. the sets. I'm seeing everything. 100%. You know what a strange thing to do? You spend all that time to make something that you're ne- you know you're never really going to enjoy. Do you enjoy anything, watching anything you've done? I suppose comedy, we, I'll tell you what, probably my best night yet with the Bromley Boys. We screened it at Bromley Football Club. Oh, at, nice. uh, the Ravens Bar at Hayes Lane. And uh, what a night that was because like 200 people in there. 
and every single one of them got every single tiny reference yes. to their football club. Yeah. And they was just rolling in the aisles. And I just stood at the back with a bottle of Coke, stood there watching him. This is amazing. <laughs> lap this up. Yeah. Don't yeah, let this go yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah, let this yeah. feeling go away. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think you have to take sort of uh, mental photographs a little bit of Definitely. these moments. Definitely. For me, the Bromley Boys one was the cast read-through in London, in Soho. We had a big room with a big square of tables and we got there, it's empty. It's all my scripts laid out, laid out and they slowly come. Martin McCutcheon turns up and Davis rolls in, Jamie Foreman, yeah. Adam Deacon. They're all rolling in and I'm thinking, oh my God, this yeah, is yeah. amazing. And they're all sitting <laughs> around there and there's laughter in the room and yeah. it was just an amazing day. I stood right at the back of that game and just thought, just remember this. Make mm. sure this goes in and never forget it because well, this is a win. <laughs> and also because you made that happen. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it just, it just feels like a win, like I say, looking for the victories, isn't it? Yeah. So obviously that's like the, that's the good moments. Yeah. What, what, what about the not well, so other, good ones? Other than reviews, which is obviously we, we took, we've covered, but I don't know. Look, I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I don't know what you guys like. I think it comes from the creative thing again, is that I basically do this for a job mm-hmm. I've got a football film out that people quite enjoy I'm doing this other little series at the moment I've got films out uh, I don't have a proper job I sort of mooch about doing am I really happy no <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm not <laughs> miserable and uh, that's the thing isn't it is that it's always that you always again I think that comes down to the creative thing isn't it mm. I, people must people think look at probably all three of us our lives from the outside yeah. and think oh god I'm so yeah. jealous how good yeah, would it yeah, be yeah, to yeah. be them but oh, no, totally. of course it's not like that it's uh, largely disappointments and uh, so true. you know and I think that uh, I mean just just financially it's hard but yeah. you know away from that it is uh, yeah I always start, sometimes sit and think I should be happier I should be happier person yeah. within myself because of what I'm doing and have done yeah. and the fun things I do and but you can't force that, can you? you, I, are, know, you are I, the... I cannot relate to anything more than what you've just said. Like, I, I feel exactly the same <clears> way. And I almost, this sounds a bit down, but a couple of years ago, I almost made a, sort of said to myself, I don't think I'm ever going to be really, really happy. Mm. You know what I mean? And that, <laughs> that sounds more depressing than it is. And of course, right. I, am, I probably am, but don't realise it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Because I'm getting to do what I enjoy. Married to a wonderful person. Yep. Like... Got a house, living in a nice part of the world. Like I'm, yep. I'm doing, re- I'm doing Hosting better than. Incredible podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, changing the world with our new podcast. But I, I totally resonate with what you're saying about not being happy, even though really it sounds ungrateful. It does. It sounds really. No, it ungrateful. does. It does. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm the same as you guys. I mean, yeah, totally relate to that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just that from the outside thing, which is, uh, you know, and that's this weird thing. You have to cultivate this slight nonsense about yourself in order to sort of push yourself yes. which I'm not great at yeah. really and you know you have to be you go to these sort of networking things which I hate and you have to be a film a screenwriter or yeah. that's not me I sort of sit in the corner I just want to talk about football with people yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me. and uh, but uh, yeah so that's the downside I guess would be that you're always searching but that'll never end no. I can imagine all the time I've got my marbles I will be thinking what's next yeah. Yeah. and that's why I think you get these people like, look, this is. I'm not comparing myself to Paul McCartney. I promise. Right? <laughs> Great start, no, no, Manny, though. Yeah. I promise I'm not. But uh, he can't stop, can he? He no. keeps releasing albums, yeah. and he can't stop because he thinks he's got one more in him. He thinks he's got, yeah. you know. And Cath uh, and I were listening to him on, I think, it was James Corden thing he was doing the other day. He was doing oh, his car called Purple. Yeah, he was doing thing, his yeah. new his new single, and uh, it's kind of filled with lyrics like. Uh, 
come and sit with me and I'll kiss you, baby. Kiss it. And I'm thinking, Paul, you're 80 years old. It's weird now. What I want from Paul McCartney, what I want from him is like melancholic looks back at... Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's constantly searching, isn't he? Yeah. And I don't think you know, that ever goes away, does it? It doesn't go with Paul McCartney. What chance no, have we got? No, no, quite. <laughs> Fair play to him, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. He's still got it. He's got it. He's, He's Paul McCartney, it. isn't he? He can, yeah, do what, yeah, he can exactly, sort of do what he wants, yeah. can't he? That's yeah, the thing. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to touch a bit more on like, um, like writing routines and stuff. Do yeah. you have a writing routine? I... <laughs> Two hours a day, okay. three hours a day, I'd say in the mornings usually or really late at night. Yeah. I, I struggle, as you know, Giles, because we, uh, we uh, pick up our children from the yeah, same yeah, school, yeah, yeah. is that uh, you know, the afternoons are kind of interrupted. Yeah. But I can kids. pretty, I can, what I tend to do, <laughs> my uh, wife works at a place called New Haven Forts, which is like an old sort of uh, visitor attraction thing, and they've got the Wi-Fi up there is incredibly patchy. So I'll take my laptop up there and I'll sit in a, just an empty room where I can't get Wi-Fi I can't procrastinate. Yeah. All I've got is my story in front of me, a couple of notes, a cup of coffee, and I can just get, you know, three days' work done there in two hours because yeah. I've got no procrastination. Because yeah. when I sit at home, everything's there. You know, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the carpet thinking it needs hoovering. And then, because I can't be bothered to write, I think, oh, hoover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is ludicrous because I don't want to do that. But, yeah. uh, and uh, so I can usually good for a couple of hours, but after that, I just start to wane a little bit. Mm. And then again, like I say, about midnight, I start thinking, oh, should I get the old laptop out for a couple of hours? And that's strange but those yes i would never could never be someone who writes for seven hours a day just I'd does just, anyone do that i don't know i think i mean but people like danny baker's and Stephen fry they must because yeah, they mean, churn out novels unless they got writers for them <laughs> well i'm not sure Stephen fry has but um i have heard like i think the author alexander mccord smith He's prolific. He's yeah. oh, I think Stephen King must be another one. Well, he's exactly. Yeah, it just will literally sit and write tens of thousands of words per day. Incredible. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, like like you, I I can only do small snippets really. Yeah. I mean, even an hour sometimes is a bit too. Oh, much it's two or three hours. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. That's really good. And in those two or three hours, do you do you ever are there moments where you think, oh, come on, this isn't. This oh, isn't, some days yeah. you're just not there, is it? Yeah. Some days again, it's that weird thing of being, you know. <laughs> Married to Catherine, you come. She comes home. What did you do today? Well, I wrote this joke about you know about someone falling in a river. Yeah. <laughs> and Anything else? No, no that was it. <laughs> that was it. And uh, but some days it's not there, is it? But it's, this is gold. This river. Yeah. This oh, one. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you. Too, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then she does that noise. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, some days it's not there. Some days you're just kind of. It's all for me. It's the preparation. It's pre- preparing before you open up your script software for me so mm-hmm. i know what i'm writing before i'm i get there that's the key for me rather than just sitting there and hoping for the best i think it's structuring it the boring stuff with feature films particularly yeah it's yeah. just structure the hell out of them until you what i tend to do i'm sure i've never learned or been told to do it is take an excel spreadsheet and in the first column describe your film in four lines so that's the act one and then act two and three is the next two lines act two is the next two lines act three is the fourth line so that's the nice. first one. Yeah. Then eight. So you can slightly expand on each one. Yeah. Then 16, 32, 64, 128. So when you get to 128, there's your film there. Coming from those first four lines. That's how I do every feature film. And then once you know that, those 128 pointers, plot points, you can then get your scripts off around and think, okay, I need to hit that one within five pages. Within two pages, that one needs to have been... This person needs to know that in four pages. Yeah. And it's... Uh, 
boring, really, but you need to do it in order because you know structuring feature films are so structured that it's unbelievable. You have to structure them the same way, otherwise the audience just notices yeah. the points on when you get to see the Bromley Boys. Uh, on twenty minutes, something happens that changes the story, yeah. and on sixty minutes, something else happens that that sends you towards the end. Yeah, every film that you see will pretty much be that structure something will happen you'll build the characters up something will happen on about 20 to 25 minutes then the story something will happen again with 20 minutes to go that will send you to all the end and if that doesn't happen audiences because they're used to that happening won't see it in the, no but it'll be there they'll, they'll be feeling it's what's there's something disjointed about this yeah. and uh, so if you stick rigidly to that really helps because you don't are giving the audience what they don't know they're expecting yeah but they are expecting that is I love a spreadsheet by the way yeah, that yeah. is we, we such that a good idea I, yeah. I've made lots of spreadsheets uh, recently for you, Jim. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. I thought I've read a, I've read a few of them. <laughs> About ten percent of it, yeah. probably. That's such a great idea. That's such a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I've ne- I've never heard of that before. No, I've not. Um, so that's just kind of the yeah, way I sort of think. Yeah, it puts pressure on you to describe your film in four lines. Yeah. That's the first thing yeah, you've got to yeah, describe yeah. your movie yeah. in four lines. Yeah, and then it gives you then you can think, oh, I've got eight this time, and you can give it a little bit more. I wonder if that could be applicable to like an Edinburgh show or something. You know what I mean? Structuring out an Edinburgh show. Stealing ideas. <laughs> but in stand-up, is there, is, is the are, there, are, there yeah. are there like literally plot points in stand-up where by a certain point in your 20 minutes you've got to have got to hear or literally is that not... I think if you're doing a show, if you're doing an hour show, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. The good shows have an arc, you know. Yes. And they, um, I think I've seen people do club set 20 minutes very differently. Some people just come out and just do punchline, 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 yes, punchline. Yeah. Um, Gag, 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 and some people do weave it a bit more. Some, but it depends who you are. Some are more storytellers. Yeah. Some are more literal one-liners. You know, mm. twenty minutes of one-liners can be amazing, but it can also be like being punched in the face. Yeah, it's got to start. It's got to start well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and they've got to be good gags. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So it depends on who you are. But I think if you're doing an Edinburgh show, definitely it yeah. needs to have a structure to it. Says a guy that's never done an Edinburgh show. So. <laughs> what about, what about your stuff? Is your structure-wise, how does that kind of work? Um, is it always the same structure, or is it? Well, certainly, if I'm writing, so I do mainly picture books, and so you've got uh, sixteen spreads, thirty-two yes. pages. So yep. it's like, that is your structure, and generally, you only get like you know, it's minimal words. So it's like, yes, yeah. it can be less than a thousand words. You've got to okay. get your uh, um, narrative across. You're really um, concise, then, haven't you? Well, yeah. are there things that need to happen by? Page, page you need to have page like, turns really yeah. so pretty okay. much with, with the pitch book Everyone. every page has got yeah, a page yeah. turn so yeah so that, that's how it kind of works yeah. Uh, and yeah it's um, it's not always easy to do mm. um, especially when you've got so, so little amount of text to use yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have to be very skillful but oh, yeah, exactly. I, haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't mastered <laughs> it I was yet. about to say which of course you are <laughs> oh yeah right so, there we go um, so obviously this podcast is called Blank yeah and um, we're going to be asking all I guess what kind of the word blank means to them and we've talked already just now about kind of those kind of moments but what would the word blank mean to you it would be what we discussed really those days where you get up and have great intentions of writing you've got everything planned everything sorted out and you literally sit there and i said it's the obvious thing is it's just not there and it's yeah. such an interesting thing because you think why isn't it comedy is the thing as well you should think right i've got to be funny yeah <sighs> right let's sit down have a cup of tea and be funny yeah and if you're not then you know it's a problem, isn't it? So if you're suddenly writing stuff that's just rubbish, that you just have to stop. And then, like I say, it feels like a waste of a day. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess you just have your process, don't you? And that, mm. is, that is mine. But uh, not too bad. I've got to say, blank, blank days-wise, not too bad. I think if you're writing, you know, because script is, look, I, I can, in those two hours I do, I can write, say, 10 pages of 
dialogue and, and description. Mm. A feature film is only 90 pages. So I could potentially write a feature film in nine days of two hours. Yeah. Mm. So not a lot of time there, 18 hours. I could write your first draft of a feature film. Yeah. So that's not long. Of course, that's the first draft. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I'm digressing. But blanks, days, nothing more to offer other than just those mornings where mm. you're, you don't feel it, which is kind of uh, weird because other people who have jobs, normal, proper, sensible jobs, can't do that. Yeah. So I just don't feel like being a letting agent today. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. feel like it. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Stop, yeah. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. No, no yeah. I'm going to go home. Yeah. yeah, it's not happening. But yeah. I think the wasting time is a really interesting way of describing because I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. If I've got a day where I thought I've got to sit down and do something today and then you get to the end of it and you've done nothing, mm. you really feel like you've wasted your time, everyone else's time. Yeah. It's, you could have done something really great today. Procrastination is my thing as well. Just, just that thing of just concentrate, which again, I've, I keep toying with getting an office and thinking... I'll do go that way, yeah. but that's like three hundred and fifty quid a month. Yeah. I just can't afford to. It's ridiculous. I've got a house to myself mm. yeah. all day. It's ludicrous to leave a house to go yeah, somewhere that's yeah, costing yeah, me money. Yeah. So, uh, but even there, that would have that would have Wi-Fi, and that's the problem, isn't it? Of course, yeah. where you've just got Twitter and Facebook and football websites and other things you can look at and kind of <laughs> North think, Stand Chat, North Stand Chat, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you sort of that that can take up half an hour of your time. Yeah. Just go through there. And do you get annoyed with yourself when you do that? When you find you found you procrastinating, you're like, oh, I'm an idiot. Well, I've just been on Twitter for half an hour doing nothing. Yes, but I guess there's a reason why you're there. I suppose if you're flying with the writing, you don't have any interest in yeah. that. That's why I love doing it before because there's no Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I can't. I have to go home. If, I'm, if it's not happening, I'll just go home. Yeah. Whereas I, whereas when I'm at home, and it's not only the the internet, it's everything. It's the toaster. It's yeah. the kettle's there. The television yeah. is just over there. Yeah. You know, everything's there for my comfortable home life. Yeah. So I can literally just move very quickly to the sofa. Yeah. yeah. And that's the worst thing <laughs> for me. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but again, you're so lucky, isn't it? We're so lucky to have that, that yeah. be in my life. I have to look, yeah, you have to look yeah. in from the outside tricky, and think. isn't it? Yeah, it sounds like we're sort of whinging and And self-indulgent, <laughs> self-indulgent <laughs> whining. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. it's... Uh, that's the theme of our pod. self-indulgent whining. That's our brand. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I think because I think there'll hopefully be a lot of creative people listening who will be relating to that and feeling mm. the same thing, and will hopefully be trying to work out ways that they can change their blank days yeah. and turn them into positive days because mm. everyone has them that does creative things. Um, but it's working out what, what works for you because when yeah. you have those days, like you say, when you're flying, writing-wise, it's the best feeling in the it world. Is, yeah. yeah, and you want to bottle it, don't you? You yeah. want to, yeah, so you can yeah. just spread it open when you when you need that. And again, those people who can prolifically write. You know, that's amazing. What an amazing skill to be able to get up at nine, mm. write till 5.30 and then go home and forget about it. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing with this with this stuff we do is it never really starts or ends, does it? Yeah. I'm at it all the time. Yeah. I just never yes. stop. That's yeah. what I sometimes say to Kat. I wish I could just, I had like a switch. I could yeah. click it about eight o'clock in the evening, turn yeah. it off yeah. and then turn it back on again in the morning. Yeah. But it's not, it's always there thinking and, you know. Yeah, when Jim and I were talking about that exact thing this morning, <clears> yeah. not being able to switch off ever. Yeah, well, uh, you were saying yeah. about your Sunday, sort of sitting down on Sunday, music on. Well, I was, I was saying that was about like making some Lego. Yeah. yeah, but that sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a switch on, on off time. But yeah, but it's, you know, a lot of the time it isn't. We aren't able to do it. Yeah, where I'm terrible is uh, with my poor daughter, who I try my best to uh, give my best time to. But I'm. We've watched. You know, we've watched <laughs> whole films. You know, How to Train Your Dragon and all these things we've watched, and I couldn't tell you a thing about the plot. I've stared at it. Yeah. Because I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about yeah. other stuff. So I stare at it with her and we'll sit and watch stuff for hours and hours, you know, for movies and stuff she likes and I'm just not watching it. I'm just staring at it and mm. thinking about other things. And then and that I'll think of maybe I'll feel guilty about that in years to come. Maybe I'll look back and think 
that's something I did wrong. I should have stopped thinking about sort of myself, really. Stop thinking about my projects and my scripts and my stories and think about, I don't know. You but how do you turn that off? You can't. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You can't. So it's not your fault. No, it's not. Exactly. It's just there, isn't it? It's, yeah. uh, we, joke, we joke at home about the fact that if ever I go to one of those uh, terrible uh, fun zone places <laughs> those awful places i just get there and i'm plotting my right, exit soft play yeah, yeah soft yeah, play yeah, areas yeah, yeah. i'm plotting my exit the moment <laughs> i get there i'm thinking well, how long because you all know the mums don't want to talk to you do they you sit there and you sit in the corner no <laughs> i've you been know? up the, to the, the one, there's one up the road here and i just literally sit in there sit on your own yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm, think yeah. That's yeah, the thing, you start think, thinking. Yeah. So like, oh, I just get there and think, yeah. well, how quickly can we leave here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I get that. And my, and my daughter's over there, she's loving, jumping up and down, laughing yeah, yeah, having and having a great time. I'm thinking, right, we've been here 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that long enough? <laughs> totally, yeah, I I'll am. Give it 35 minutes, maybe. I am maybe. totally with you there. I'm, like, I'm clock watching constantly. <laughs> exactly. like, well, what, what, is yeah. the, what is an unreasonable time yeah. to drag her out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get that with parties. Parties and stuff like that. the same. Yeah. We would be my comedy we're miserable bars we really are whining kids we were, just saying, we were saying the other day about how good the party would have to be if i said to you at any point during it a cup of tea a couple of biscuits <laughs> oh, and match yeah. of the day yes. yes would you rather stay here or go and do that how good would that party have to yeah, be yeah, to stay be really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think man, that's the party if the party is tea biscuits, oh yeah that's and match yeah. Of the day. yeah. Depends. I, mean, if the, yeah. I guess it depends if your team's won that day, though, because match the day when they haven't is not so enjoyable. Isn't, it, isn't it funny how, how I don't I, watch uh, it? I don't watch it. Oh, I, I still watch it. Unless Palace have got hammered, <laughs> then I'll, I might, I might dip. Oh. Then I'll dip in towards well, the end. Never do that if Brighton. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. tell us about um, Seaside Town. This yeah. is like, this is your it is, project. yeah. So I'm editing that at the moment. Seaside Town's really lovely, lovely project. Is that I've bumped into again, oddly. Ellie does art class over in New Haven on a Thursday afternoon. And I bumped into a chap there called Mark, who uh, we used to go to school together. He was a year below me. And we started chatting about that. And I sort of said, what are you up to? And he said, I'm doing this, uh, the regeneration of New Haven committee thing, which is like New Haven's a small town near where we live. Sort of like, you know, they're just trying to make it better, which is lovely. Mm. And uh, so I said, well, I could make you a little TV series. We could work together on this. That'd be brilliant fun. So I've got the, that, that was the start of it. And then Seaside Town arrived, a little... Uh, sort of mock documentary about the local non-league football club, which obviously is a subject that I've closed my heart with probably yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very typecast. And uh, yeah, so we shot that last week, six days, and brilliant fun. And it's, so it's six 12-minute episodes uh, for either Amazon Prime or they're looking at other ways of shifting it. But yeah, brilliant, and that's been amazing fun. So that's been uh, my current project, so I'm editing that as we speak. So what's the, what's the plot? Oh, the plot is. Can you give that away? As well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Basically, there's there's a the American women's soccer team are doing a worldwide uh, soccer odyssey where they are being sent all around the world to some of the world's biggest, most historic clubs. So one's off to Barcelona, one's off to Porto, one's off to Rangers, and the captain Keely Jones is sent to New Haven FC in uh, England because it's one of the oldest clubs in in the world. And uh, so it's basically she turns up. Is it, is it really? 1887. It's older than Arsenal, Man United, Man City. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a proper that. old no, club. It's incredible. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's basically a culture clash comedy, really, where she meets the sort of slightly odd manager and and just obviously she the kids. It's an under tens team. She discovers as well. So it's the children's team. <laughs> and uh, so they were great. We, again, what's been lovely about it is they they gave me the sort of brief to try and cast and crew as much of it as I could from New Haven. So all the kids and half the cast and crew all from New Haven it's a really lovely sort of community spirit thing yeah, yeah. and it obviously that you know they, they love her and she ends up being the manager all the kind of yeah. the usual stuff you'd expect big emotional last episode yeah, uh, yeah so that'll be ready to 
uh, foist on everyone in about three months, or two or three <laughs> months. And was that a fairly straightforward um, writing gig? Uh, same th- did the same yeah. thing again. Started with you know my spreadsheet with my. Basically, I think I started <laughs> with six, ep- six, the e- six episodes yeah. lined out, then went yeah. to twelve. Same thing, and just worked out the story. Look, it's fairly. I mean, the good thing we didn't have much money to make it, so that's why you settle on mock documentary because yeah, that can yeah. be done with one camera, one you know, one yeah. sound guy. Mm. You need good camera and sound guy, but it can be done relatively cheaply. The moment you start wandering into the world of traditionally shot sitcom, mm. you need you know a hundred grand episode because it's mm. just incredibly expensive. Whereas this didn't cost, you know, cost a tenth of that. So, oh. uh, you know. And I guess with like, online Amazon Prime and Netflix yep. and stuff, there's more there's more scope for more work and stuff, you know. It's... Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, I had a weird, strange one uh, the other day. I, I was oh, about six months ago now. It was, uh, you know, I'm sure you get these just emails from slightly random looking odd people and they often just get deleted before you even open them. And there was this, you know, just this name and, and it mentioned horror films dot 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 to the sky tv thinking oh, i'll just delete that and i thought no i'll just look at it and i opened it and it was a production company in london asking me to go in to talk about writing a horror pilot a sky one thing wow so that was another gig i got and that was off the back of cage which is another film i made yeah. uh which they saw and said we should get that guy in so that was amazing that that, yeah, that was off hovering yeah. over the, the delete you deleted it on that email <laughs> yeah. it just it was you know so that was a really interesting experience so i kind of wrote a little story and it was a <laughs> it's a really interesting project actually. It was a staged reality horror thing where three people turn up to what they think is a reality show, but the whole thing's plotted by the production company. So they, they think they're going to, there's a big building that's going to be turned into flats that is uh, allegedly haunted. Uh, okay. So they're being brought in. These so three. Is it kind of Derek Akora type sort of thing. Sort of, but they're kind of, it was kind of uh, you know, the only way is Essex types. Three of them uh, came okay. in. <laughs> but they were sort of like, you know, they, yeah. they, they were brought in not really knowing what was going to happen. And yeah, of course, yeah. the whole thing's set up. So there are set up crashes, bangs, explosions, things walking in. It's all set up. And they were terrified, the poor sods. <laughs> but uh, yes, that was just a, that came randomly out of the blue. That's that one. Cool. That's a double, yeah. I'm not sure if, I, again, was, I'm yeah. kind of out of the loop there. I, yeah, I did yeah, it. I, I said, I tried to wrangle my way onto the full production, but. Uh, I never led, just I got a feeling it. I saw something popped up on Sky similar. And oh, I thought, okay. oh, do you know what? That probably scuffered that project. And that yeah. often happens in TV. Yeah. yeah. But that was like a 60, 70,000 quid pilot. 15, wow. you think, oh, that's just, so just, big just, money, just see if it works. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's, that's where you want to yeah, be. Really. Guess, is it, is it, I was wondering if it's fun to, to do those kind of things when you kind of think that you know right. well you know you, you, they're spending a lot of money on it what and and you think it's, there's a good chance the, this might not happen the funniest right? part about film sets is they're just full of miserable gits yeah. <laughs> everyone on the film set is miserable it's just they're all just yeah. whining miserable because they don't work yeah. they've, been, they've been dragged yeah. around the country to go and do this stupid thing they don't really want to do you know as the writer and the creator of these things it's really exciting so I turn up yeah. I, I just went on the set for the first day they were there and there's these massive cranes and stuff I'm just sitting there getting all excited and I go in there thinking that everyone's going to be pleased to see me. Of course, no one's pleased to see anyone. They're just miserable. <laughs> yeah. And that's film sets. You know, you, the Bromley Boys was a pretty good atmosphere on the Bromley Boys. But again, it's just, it's a work. It's a place of work for them. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. I could never, it's a, I don't know, maybe it's my big ego thing, but I can't, I can't imagine why you'd want to, to throw your life into the world of just of being a sound tech assistant. Yeah. Mm. And you do that for like five, ten years. Yeah. You think, strange thing to want to be. Sure, what's the end game there? Yeah. I just didn't. I had no training. I was like, "No, oh, I'll make a film," and then you sort of elect yourself as the person who's doing this stuff. But yeah, it's always a weird one. But oddly, going against that, if anyone asks me for advice, I always say, 
pick one thing and do that really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I can do a bit of all of it, but yeah. none, none of it to a point where I'll be yeah, employed. You, I feel you, the same. You, know, I feel you the direct same. as well, don't you? Do you yes, yeah. yeah, sort of. Do you know I mean, I'll, do, I'll direct my own <laughs> Is stuff. Is that just because there's no one else to do it? No, <laughs> because it's in my head, isn't it? Yeah, I've written yeah. like a little horror movie. Yeah, sure, it's all yeah. there. So I think I might as well be the person. Yeah. But when you watch Steve Kelly direct the Bromley Boys, it's a whole different... I would never be able to take that on. That's a, that's a massive yeah. skill to be able to pull something like that off. Whereas the stuff I do is off single camera documentary stuff. So I just think that that's anyone can, you know, just look at the screen and think, yeah, that'll do. Whereas when you want to worry about six, 12 different angles, all the lighting set up for yeah. all those angles. Yeah. I still don't think anyone can do that. You've still got to have the eye and got to have the brain and got to have the, a lot the of knowledge it, of it. The stuff I do, it ends up being logistics, really. I'm yeah. just, I end up being the production manager as much as the director. Mm, yeah. I'm, some, I always have the final decision on what's going to be on screen, but often the camera person is skillful the actors are skillful they know what yeah. they're doing and so it becomes seaside town for instance it's just logistics i'm thinking right who's getting the sandwiches this morning yeah, someone exactly, getting the sandwiches yeah. in mm. oh there's no bottle of water can someone get the bottle of water from the yeah which you know on, on a film set of course i wouldn't be doing that as a director you wouldn't yeah, yeah be yeah, part yeah, of it so yeah. i'm basically you know director slash production manager probably yeah. production manager slash director yeah, yeah. that's what i've and known writer and producer. well yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but i love all that they're the yeah. products i really enjoy there's something quite massively exciting about on whatever January the first, starting with a blank word doc, yeah, and then yeah. on January the first next year, you've got a feature film yeah. finished, done. That's exciting. That's a, yeah. That's well, a, I was going to say to you, is, are those little small projects? Yeah. The little, you know, like like Seaside yes. Town and 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 the movies yeah. you've done like Cage and stuff. Yeah. Are they are they the ones that really get you going, or you know, other yeah. over over the sort of you know the bigger productions? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the bigger productions really only been the Bromley Boys. Yeah. And that's been the one that's kind of. One that was something like the Sky the one. Sky you again, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because I want that same feeling from the Sky one, the Bromley mm. Boys, as you get from the little ones, but you don't mm. really get that because it's an all-encompassing mm. big monster thing. Whereas no, the little ones, they're the fun ones. Yeah, where you are, and what's it is something exciting about every decision. You know, if you decide something about the script, often dialogue-wise, we've had a bit of it last week on Seaside Town. Is that I don't like to rehearse because it's a, it's a particular comedy. Rehearsing is a terrible idea because you just rehearse the hell out of a joke <laughs> yeah. and it stops being funny the, yeah, yeah, the tenth sure, time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first time you shoot to see it on set, I always like to be the first time anyone's seen it. Yeah. So you get that lovely crackle if it's funny, if it's not, you can work yeah. on it. But often that's on set, it's the first time I've ever heard the dialogue said out loud, which is weird because suddenly you'll be watching it and thinking, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. Right, cut there. Can we, can we, can we in the actors have five minutes? That is terrible. Because some dialogue just is clunky and, yeah. you know, and that's. Uh, but that's again. But that's lovely having being a person who gets to make that decision. Yeah, it's yeah. I enjoy that. Really love yeah. that. But uh, it's hard work. But it's yeah. You know, it's good fun. But then you spend all that time, and then you get it out, and then it's reviews. Then you sort of think yeah, then, yeah, then, then, then the loop starts then again. The loop yeah. starts again. The yeah, internet yeah. starts telling you that you're talentless and useless, and you know. Some some of the reviews for Cage. Oh my God, going back to reviews because it's a boring subject. But uh, is. Uh, are so bad. It's worth, I'd like people to check out Cage on Amazon Prime. It's all right. It's, I'm really, really proud of it. It looks beautiful. It's about a girl in Seattle who wakes up one morning in a wooden cage in a warehouse. Doesn't know how she got there. Whole film is one actress, one location. And we're really, really proud of it. And uh, some of the reviews are so hate-filled. It is unbelievable. The best one we had was uh, someone said, no, someone said, uh, which I took as an enormous compliment. It costs £17,000 to make Cage. Wow. And they said, uh, if this is the best Hollywood can churn out now, then uh, we're all in trouble. And I took that as an enormous compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because they're watching it, it thinking... It beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Spent, we spent mil- uh, looks like we spent millions on it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. 
But I could easily, uh, I always end up getting drawn back to uh, reviews because it's, it's the funniest subject there is about filmmaking and what we all do, really. Yeah. I yeah, guess yeah. you don't get as much abuse, do you, with, what, with your, your, your <laughs> stuff? Weird, yeah. I imagine it must be more pleasant than I get. <laughs> generally, generally, yeah, it's okay. I think it tends to be with, with children's books, particularly. If people don't like it, they won't review it. Okay. So yeah. You just don't right. get the review. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's fine. You can you can deal with that. I mean, yeah. you probably, you know, rather than not have someone say it's horrible than you know, yeah. just keep the mouth shut. But it's similar in Edinburgh. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, reviewers now don't if they don't like it, they just don't review it. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I saw talking of Edinburgh. I saw uh, I listened to Frank Skinner's podcast every week on my heroes, Frank Skinner. And again, it's really interesting to to see that everyone's human, isn't it? He, yeah. he wrote a play uh, for the Edinburgh yeah. Fringe, and it's Bond. Disaster, horrible reviews, really mm. one star, one star, one star. That was the first time he'd done that, wasn't yeah. it? Was, yeah. And that's really interesting that you sort of think people like that, you'd think, well, he's bound to be brilliant because he's Frank Skinner. He's, he's bound to be. Yeah. He's a, he's yeah. a genius. And, uh, but it was horrible. And he was sort of referencing it on his podcast this week, saying that, you know, how badly it had gone. You think this is, you know, it's interesting to see even people like that can yeah. get it wrong. We're all, yeah, I suppose none of us are infallible, are we? No, no. But doesn't that humanise people? You think even oh, if people yeah, yeah. like that can bomb, you think, yeah. oh, okay, oh, it, it happens to all of us. It does us. help. It does make you think, look, if Frank Skinner has to go through that same gut-wrenching feeling that we all yeah. go through when you get something, someone yeah. or a bad gig, it's like that yeah. whole feeling afterwards where you sort of think your stomach's turning, yeah. well, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not a good question. Why am I doing this to myself? Well, that's a really, that is it, isn't it? Yeah. Why am I doing this? You know, yeah. I can have a normal job, I can a normal, normal life, job. and yeah, uh, exactly. I put myself through this. I think our brains aren't wired for normal jobs. I mean, I've done normal jobs. I've been doing a normal job recently, and... I'm just sitting there thinking, thinking about yeah. the, the, the creative stuff, the creative stuff and, yeah. and, and wanting to do that more. So I think it's very difficult to, to actually concentrate on a normal job if you've got a creative yeah. mind. Yeah, but with, when, with, with the sort of bad reviews or, or, or things that don't go well, it's learning from them, isn't it? Yes. It's being like taking the bad thing and be like, okay, cool, can I do this differently? Can I not? Like whatever, and, or trying to improve as but, yeah, a person. Often it's just, you know, you can't, with, we had one day, I've, I've put a little, I've cut them both out and put them on Facebook <laughs> next to each other. We had two tweets about Cage, uh, just from random people, and one of them said that uh, this film is worse than cancer. Right? Wow. They said that. And then about 10 minutes later, I got a thing saying, uh, top five uh, horror films from the UK in the last 12 months. One, Cage. Two. Da, da. And I said, there you go. Yeah. That's the internet. Yeah, 100%. That's the internet. So you, and, but you have to learn to enjoy the good one yeah. as much as you hate the bad one. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just let the good one just wash over you yeah. and think, oh, he's about to say that. I find it incredibly you know, difficult. Yeah. to do that actually. yeah, yeah it's hard yeah, but yeah. I've, learned, I've learned now mm. and you know some people you know, the Bromley Boys it's, it's odd because the more proud you are of something the easier it is to take the crap because when people yeah. are horrible I just think I don't care what you think about the yeah. Bromley Boys if you said to me I watched the Bromley Boys I just didn't like it Warren I'll be a bit kind of oh, but I wouldn't care yeah. because I really like it yeah. so that's sort of what matters I would say you don't have a high opinion of my and, <laughs> and of what I think and I would never I, would ne- I don't know what you guys like but when people sort of I guess you get sent stuff do you to read can oh, you, all can, the time yeah always and i'm i'm just way too nice for that because i just can't i can't be horrible to someone who's, yeah. who's being creative i yeah. can't sort of say no i can't that's no, not very good talk, yeah. yeah people have sent me scripts and I've, I've sort of read i try not to do it too much because it's kind of it's time consuming and, yeah. it's, and you can't what am i going to say all i'm going to say is it's great hmm. i'm not going to why the hell am i to say to someone that yeah, their script's yeah. no good i'm not gonna do that and they sort of say no be honest and that's not <laughs> what they're saying what they're saying yeah, is tell me that. i'm really talented yeah and you so, can point them in the right direction. Like, can you even be like, Ooh, we could try this? Or... Yeah, well, I've I've started like trying to. I've I've sort of started saying to people, don't send me your scripts. Like, yeah, you know, don't send me your, your yes. books, whatever it is. And I kind of push them in a the direction of like, there's you know, there's 
maybe join a, a writers group or yeah. A, yeah. Uh, you know a creative writers group or yeah. go to maybe do a course or that just so that I because so I'm taking away yeah uh, that moment yeah. where they might give me their scripts and I'm gonna be the potential you know, for the sort of heartbreak yeah so I'm I'm kind of yeah I suppose I'm sort of putting a barrier up slightly yeah. Is, yeah we um, I, we sent I sent the do you know Patrick Patrick Marber yeah yeah, yeah Patrick yeah. Marber yeah. yeah Patrick he's involved in Lewis Football Club and he's local ish to us and he's well, he did, he started with Partridge that's it yeah yeah, he, 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 yeah. Day, um, day today was in day today that's it yeah, yeah. Patrick, Patrick, yeah. closer was one of he his was members. Brian O'Hanrahan Hanrahan on, on the <laughs> day today right. <laughs> and uh, he he's great and he's now a, a big time uh, screenwriter yeah and yeah, so uh, he uh, I sent him the Bromley Boys script five years ago and he said something brilliant which is I you know I think he's true to some extent, I think he said, I'm currently writing, he's writing a play about football. Mm-hmm. He said, so I'm not going to look at your script because if I look at your script, anything turns up coincidentally yeah. in mine. He said, so I'm going to say to you, Warren, I'm not reading it, okay, and I won't. I thought that's really interesting that. So I, you know, I'll often <laughs> say if someone sends me a full feature film script, I'll just, I'm not writing at the moment. Yeah. And so I can't yeah. be reading other people's work yeah, because yeah. Uh, if anything crops up, yeah. you know, you can easily say, well, hang on, I sent you that script on that date yeah. and now suddenly you're making a film about that so I, I use that. Yeah, yeah. that's. that's well, you being honest. You're being honest. I think it's true. I think yeah. you have to be a bit careful because people obviously, if, if and things do seep in, don't they? Yeah, you know. Well, and you but want to have yeah. a, um, a amount of goodwill towards people because you know we've, we've all been there. And I mean, exactly. I exactly. And I've I've been, been, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still there. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I'm nobody basically. I, I'm, yeah. You know, to, likewise, and I, I, I still. We are not because you're on this pod. Well, yeah. You've made it. But. Yeah, I I think when I first started writing, I would I would approach different people and say, mm. "Can you look at yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some advice." Yeah, it's natural. So we we've all been there. I think. Yeah, you've tested your jokes out yeah, on <laughs> close family members. Yeah, <laughs> never I doing that again. It's the commitment as well. If someone sends you a two minute short film, yeah, that's fine. You yeah. can sit and watch that. But if someone sends you a hundred and thirty page movie script, yeah, that you've got to delve into the characters and get to know that to really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a you know, it's a bit of a you know, it's a, it's a day I've got to give to it. Yeah. I thought, I've, you know, it's, it's, uh, so I've got no real interest. It's just ego again, I suppose, in other people's, directing other people's work. That doesn't, no. not, doesn't yeah. really interest me, that that world. Yeah. You know. Well, and our time is precious. You got, you want to spend your time, especially if you're having blank days. Yes, it on. Then yeah. you want to, nicely brought back to yeah, 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 nice, on brand. Good work. Um, you <laughs> want to, you're the, the pro, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want to use that, your time is precious. Do you want to use that yes. time to, to, you know, fulfil as much of your your minutes in the day as possible. Yeah, uh, we want to end our pod by asking. Yeah, it's been really good. Do we done an hour? It's absolutely, know, absolutely it's flown, flown by. by. Yeah, absolutely flown by. It's amazing when you get onto like you know. Well, obviously we've, talked, we've covered lots of different things. Yeah, but yes, yeah, amazing. Conversation starts round, doesn't it? So we like to end. Well, we want to end our pods by asking our guests and asking you what would your vi- advice be to people listening who have blank moments and, and blank days. <sighs> I just think that uh, it's not every day, is it? If it's every day, stop, I guess. <laughs> that would be my yeah. advice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it isn't every day, is it? And some days uh, it's not there. And if it's not there, then uh, I guess it's finding other things that aren't you know, procrastinating. I suppose that's just the key, isn't it? Yeah. It's when you're having a day where you can't write is to uh, do something else that is constructive to what you're doing. I'm really lucky in that. Oh, that's often watching comedy or yeah. films yeah. to get kind of what other people are up to. So that's kind of my excuse. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The cast said, what have you been up to today? I've watched eight episodes of this country. <laughs> it was work, honestly. It, was work. it is work. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, do you know, I find sometimes that when you, you, you're like, okay, step away from the laptop, switch off. No, the 
go driving or go for a walk or whatever or go to the gym it's those moments where your brain's switched off that actually it then starts working even harder because yeah. you're, you're not really concentrating on the things you're doing. sleep, normally, for me. <laughs> oh, sleep, yeah. yeah. Sleep's a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. I just don't do sleep. I don't, really. I, Honestly, I just, I, it's, yeah, I mean... My I, relationship with sleep is a very bad one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, likewise, I mean... Um, yeah, I mean, even last night, I, I couldn't get to sleep to about one. I think I started drifting off. Uh, mm. Just because I was, you know, I was thinking about, yep. all, you know, all sorts of different things, but it's... I can be laying there, staring at the ceiling, it's like one in the morning, and then the thought will start to come into my head of something. And then you think, oh, no, 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 don't start thinking about that. <laughs> oh, I'm starting thinking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, it won't go away then. And he yeah. said, well, let's get up. Let's go up and watch telly. Go and, yeah. put, go and put telly on. Watch, it's, you know, take your mind away from it. But yeah, no, sleep is a, uh, it's grim. <laughs> don't, do, don't do enough of it. And it's a, uh, but do again. Do you think, you've, have you always had a trouble with sleep? Or was no. It, so again, that's yeah, since, yeah. I mean, I've been doing this my whole life. So I, I yeah. started doing this, you know, six, seven years ago. So mm. I was, you know, the Bromley boys was the catalyst really for me to think, you know what? let's give this a go mm-hmm. and so up until then I've been working in printing web design normal stuff and uh, no never any problem then so I think <laughs> but because uh, again we, we lead sort of sedentary lives don't we so yeah. we're sitting around yes. a mm. lot so you're not exercising your body at all no. so it comes to going to sleep and your mind's wide awake and then your body's not tired so you sort of I think whereas if you've got a job you're at it all day with your yeah, mind yeah, and your body yeah. not, not writing because yeah. you're just sitting there staring at a laptop and uh, you know so I'm thinking now I do need to rush back and stare at my laptop and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> before I go and pick Ellie up <laughs> oh man well, well that seems like a good pl- place to, uh, oh. to end that's perfect yeah. yeah Warren Dudley thank you very much no, for coming thanks, on the pod thanks guys great yeah, to, no, to come really in to see you. and all the best with all your future projects thank well. you very much yeah. and yours go not a bad guy for a brighton fan <laughs> he's all right what a top what a top man he was thank you yeah, very gra- much warren yeah, for joining thank us. you warren we really appreciate it and yeah it was great to hear from warren tell us about you know those moments where i really um the thing i took away from it there's moments he talked about where you're kind of lost in your head like he was watching a movie with his yeah. daughter and just being still lost in his own worlds and stuff and, and i get that all the time you know yeah. you know, you're you're not always paying attention, but you know you're just sort because of those creative well, cogs are just, still yeah, flowing exactly. all the time. You can't, you can't stop it happening. Yeah, and it's not you know it's not a bad thing, but it's yeah. It's not, sometimes it can feel that way. Yeah, and I love the the bit about the uh, structuring his writing. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, really. I have tried to start doing that as well myself. Yeah. Um, I'm not finding it quite as easy, but uh, I'm going to try and persist with it. Um, but that was a genuine takeaway piece of good advice from the pod which is great and we hope it's useful for our listeners as well yeah we really do hope you um what a top man he was uh so if you want to get in contact with the pod uh you can tweet us facebook us or instagram us is that a verb it is now um and all the handles are the same charles they are they are at black pod they are indeed and if you want to send us an email let us know what you think of the pod your own blank moments anything you want to talk about uh you can email us uh at hello at theblankpodcast.com nicely done uh, please rate us if you're enjoying the pod or obviously rate us well if you're not enjoying it don't, don't give us a low rating that would be a waste of everyone's time um, and subscribe as well uh, we'd really appreciate it wherever you get your pod so that they drop into your pod folder on your app every Wednesday morning and next Wednesday it's another pod it is 
It's going to be a good one. Yeah, it is going to be a good one. Because they're all good ones. Well, yeah, but, but it is a good one. <laughs> no, it is. And we're very lucky with all our guests. So thank you very much. And thanks to Warren for, for giving up his time. We really appreciate yeah. it. Um, so that's it. Have a great week. And we'll see you again soon on The Blank Podcast. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is a Blast Box Media Podcast.